Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show, 203-333-9422. You can call me at 203-333-9422. Joining us now is Dan Quigley of Greenwich. Dan Quigley is somebody who really gets Greenwich. It's a town that he loves very much, that he served for many, many years. And uh, he has been a uh, an active Republican. He uh, is part of a group letter that was recently written to the Greenwich Free Press on October 1st saying, quote, the planned takeover of the RTM is a clear and present danger to Greenwich government. I was attracted by that headline because I know how deeply important our local RTMs are to local governance in our various communities and how ideally they serve as a, as a legislature that is supposed to be nonpartisan or if it is partisan with the smallest P possible. Dan Quigley, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hey, Lisa, thanks for having me back. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Dan, what is your current title? Are you the former or the current chair of the RTC? <laughs> I am the former chair of the RTC. Uh, I was chair from uh, 2020 to 2022 and was uh, essentially uh, forced out of the RTC after a MAGA kind of far-right minority of the Republican Party took over that organization in uh in uh, caucuses in January of 2022. What do far-right Republicans in Greenwich want? Explain it to me, please, Dan. I really want to understand. It's really interesting, and it's a great question. Uh, You know, when I became chair of the RTC, I hadn't been in the organization, so I became chair and a member kind of simultaneously. But I had a good political pulse on the community. I'd been in the RTM. I'd followed politics uh, for years in Greenwich. And uh, a couple of weeks after I became chair, Evan Osnos wrote a great piece in The New Yorker about this kind of the underswell of the MAGA movement in Greenwich. And people called me and they were saying, you know, we're really concerned about this. You know, what do you think this means for the party? Do you think this is true? And I hadn't really seen it. You know, Trump get 36 percent in 2016. Uh, he was not very popular in Greenwich. Uh, so I didn't see it at that time. But as I kind of went through the two year term as chairman, um, I little things started to kind of pop up. And this was all um, illustrated in Dan Barry's 
fine article in the New York Times last November uh, called Trumplicans versus Republicans in the affluent town of Greenwich. And little things started happening. Uh, this small group within the RTC was upset with uh, the fact that, you know, we weren't putting forward boarded ed candidates who were, you know, uh, wrapped up in CRT and kind of these culture war issues. And then after the election in 2022, when First Lieutenant Camillo won almost 70 percent of the vote and Republicans swept all the local offices, I had always wanted to comment on Trump, but I never felt it was the right time. And I used that moment after a resounding kind of broad victory to write a piece in the paper saying that the, the Republican Party has to move away from Donald Trump. We have to leave his ideology behind. It hurts us nationally and it hurts our local candidates. And we have to move forward to broaden the tent and be a more moderate and welcoming party. And I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back for these people when they organized a very secret sort of a coup of the party by overwhelming the little attended RTC caucuses in very cold night in January of 2022 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. kind of overwhelming us. And we've seen this play out across the country um, in local organizations. It's part of why I wrote the article, because I think it's important for people to understand ahead of municipal elections, which are usually historically show low turnout, right? There's no presidential election or governorship at stake. It's the local issues. And people sort of tune out to that. But this is part of a national um, you know, neo-far-right Republican or libertarian movement that Steve Bannon called the precinct strategy, which is to, if you want to turn the Republican Party into what Donald Trump wants it to be, we have to do it from the ground up, not the top down. You have to go to your local boards and community organizations and party organizations and take them over. So we saw the first part of that plan into effect with the RTC, where they took over the RTC, Subsequent to that, they ran very extreme candidates last year in the elections uh, in the midterms. For the first time in history, the Democrats won all three House of Representatives seats in the state of Connecticut from Greenwich. And candidates like Lior Levy and uh, other candidates that were sort of uh, Senate and congressional candidates got blown out by wider margins than usual. So this group has not produced any wins for the party. Instead, they've produced a lot of turmoil, a lot of backlash and bad optics with their horrible messaging. And they're bringing the culture war national issues into Greenwich, whereas prior to their existence, we sort of dealt with the Trump issue by saying, look, we're focused on local and state issues that our candidates can affect. That insulates us to an extent because we're not talking about national issues. No one can say, hey, they're talking about this. I didn't talk about Biden or Trump. Um, but these guys have embraced those battles, and they've injected that into the political mainstream in Greenwich, which takes away that cover for any Republican candidates who now have to answer to the fact that their local party is supporting these extreme positions on a whole bunch of issues. And by doing what they did to the RTC, they're now trying to implement that strategy with regard to the RTM, which in Greenwich is the third largest legislative body in America behind, mm -hmm. I believe, the New Hampshire House of Representatives mm -hmm. and the House of Representatives of Washington. So it's a significant old-town, New England-style um, uh, government yeah. where the representatives have, have control of the community, and we've got 12 districts, and, you know, 15, 20 people in each district. Some people say it's too big, but it usually produces really good outcomes. Yeah. But if this Greenwich is an amazing to, town, by the way, just so people oh, yeah. understand. I, I sat in WGCH for four years and covered it and got to know the town pretty well. It's extraordinarily yeah. philanthropic beyond. 
Um, yep. What people don't realize is that there are thousands of kids who are on free school lunch programs. It has one of the most robust, safe, and beautiful affordable housing, many, many different communities throughout the town. It, it really is a town that tries to redistribute wealth among the very, very rich to others in a pretty equitable way every single day. I, I was impressed with what they do. I think it's very stratified. It can be very snobby. There are things about the town that, you know, not everybody would feel great about. But as a whole, as a town, they're very, very Greenwich people are very aware that the privileged have a responsibility to make life for the not so privileged a good life in Greenwich. I would say that. I could I couldn't agree with you more. And you and I discussed affordable housing before. And, you know, the good thing about Greenwich is I always have trusted in the intellect and the uh, attentiveness of the Greenwich voters. Like mm-hmm. they're well educated, they pay yep. attention to what's going on, they don't discard things. And when issues like this, you know, I think a community can kind of be nonchalant when it comes to local elections sometimes, but if you perceive that there's an outside threat to what makes your town great, and I believe this group uh, is, an, is almost an existential threat to the proper functioning of our local government, because if they take over the RTM, they will essentially have the power to uh, reject spending and approve policy measures that a majority of the town people would not back up. You know, that, that creates day-to-day problems in people's lives that we would not usually associate with government having such an immediate impact on our lives. School so, Dan Quigley, give me an example. Funding. For example, the Greenwich Patriots mm-hmm. newsletter, which I get in my inbox and I read because I like to read everything. Um, yeah. Are those the people you're talking about, the people that write the Greenwich Patriots newsletter? Those are some of the people. So they actually reacted to the RTM with a statement that says something to the effect of it's great to see so many Greenwich Patriots on the candidate list, on the petition list for the RTM. 105 petitions were brought, which is more than double the biggest amount in history. A lot of these petitions were brought to the town hall by RTC members and had members of the RTC, friends of theirs, and Greenwich Patriot members. Greenwich Patriot is effectively the mouthpiece for the far, far right in Greenwich. I mean, you've seen their emails. You know, it's a lot of pro-Trump stuff, anti-vaccine conspiracies, CRT-related stuff. It's not a good look for the town. The RTC uses that as their, their way to connect with the community that gives them immunity because it's not from them, right? It's separate. But if you look at what Greenwich Patriot writes and what the RTC puts out, they're essentially the same talking points on a daily basis. So these groups are using this as a concerted effort to spread what I would call in some cases misinformation in the community uh, in order to, you know, fearmonger people into thinking that, hey, if you elect any Democrats in any office for any reason – you know, crime is going to go up, taxes are going to go up 50 percent. We're going to have state mandates everywhere. And that's not the case. And when they embrace issues surrounding the presidency of Donald Trump and the Patriots always feature, you know, his rallies and things he said on their on their emails, uh, that doesn't play well in Greenwich. And what they don't understand is the Greenwich voters have already said in two, 2016, 2020, they reject Donald Trump. He got the lowest percentage for a Republican presidential candidate since Herbert Hoover in the height of the Depression in 2020, and their candidates have lost. So they don't have any leverage with the community to say, hey, we're winning and we're showing you what we can do. They're just in opposition of a lot of things in the town, and they are reluctant to any sort of change, and they use misinformation on social media through email blasts 
and other means of communication to deceive voters. And I think that's really anti-democratic and it's dangerous. We're talking with Dan Quigley, who was part of a group letter to the Greenwich Free Press that was entitled Planned Takeover of the RTM is a Clear and Present Danger to Greenwich Government. And he himself was a former chair of the RTC. Dan, what about book banning? You know, that conversation is coming to Board of Ed elections in a lot of our towns right now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yeah, look, it's it's a sensitive issue. I, I'm very I'm very empathetic to the fact that you know, and we've had these debates forever. When I was in junior high school, that was not middle school back then. Um, I remember there was a big meeting about Catcher in the Rye. There were parents that didn't want us to read Catcher in the Rye in our English class. So this has always been kind of a thread that runs through the educational system. What are kids reading? My opinion on it is this: if there are books in schools. Um, that, you know, parents have questions on, they should bring that to the administrators, talk about it. The point today is that most of these kids in middle school have iPhones. And if these kids want access to information they shouldn't have that is 100 times worse than anything in these books, all they have to do is look it up on the web. So kids are not going to school like they did when I was in middle school, where it was the only access to stuff like that. And you could kind of look at a book as a joke and laugh with your friends. If they want to see that, they see it on their phones. So anytime we're banning something, we're banning ideas, we're banning thoughts, we're banning books. I think, although I, I understand the concern from some people if some things exist in schools, I think too much of an emphasis on it is misdirecting our energy in the wrong place. And I don't think that's a particularly big issue. There's way bigger fish to fry especially in a town like Greenwich, in terms of infrastructure spending. We've had three major school uh, infrastructure pieces that have been condemned in the last three years. We had a ceiling collapse at North Miami School. Central Middle School was condemned. The, the stadium at Greenwich High School was condemned. And you've got uh, septic waste seeping into some kindergarten classes at Old Greenwich. Those are the things that our community wants it's elected representatives and officials and the finance board to address. These other issues are ancillary, and on a national basis and a local basis, they take our eye off what's important. Mm. Are you a member of the RTM yourself, Dan Quigley? I am. I'm a member of the RTM since 2017, and I've served uh, on the finance committee. I'm now a member of the education committee. So you know about these. You know about these very specific local issues, and this is what drives budgets and and it's very some sometimes this is what drives very heated opposition 
or uh, being in favor of something, which has nothing to do with party lines. You know, it just is the yeah, way it falls sometimes. Yeah, a lot of the sometimes. issues locally, Lisa, yeah. and I bet you, you knew this too, mm-hmm. a lot of the local issues that our leaders uh, debate and figure out uh, plans to solve are really apolitical. A lot, 90% of them are about, hey, how do we get this done the right way for the community? Hey, how do we spend money on school infrastructure while keeping taxes reasonably low? How do we fix the roads and do this and this? That doesn't really, politics should not be the driver. But this group has made politics the driver behind all of their machinations. Anyone who opposes them, someone like me has been cast aside as a rhino, right? I'm a Republican in name only. Why? Because I I speak out and I disagree with these guys on stuff. And I disagree with things they've done that have led to the degradation of the Republican Party that's been so instrumental in the success of Greenwich over the years. But if you're – this is not a tactic that's going to broaden the party, and it's not a tactic, by the way, that helps get things done on a local level. Uh, I have a lot of accounts of of members of this group that are in the RTM now that – bog down, you know, members of the local town government and town hall, FOIA requests, constant requests for email FOIA lists, looking for some, you know, unturning every rock to see if there's a problem under it, bothering the town attorney's office with requests for things. This, this is allocated time these people have to spend in this, where they're taking their eye off the ball of the issues that are important to the residents of Greenwich. It costs money to have our town attorneys go do all this stuff. And it takes everybody's attention away from the things we should be focusing on. And I think seeing what we've seen in America transpire over the last five, six years or so, this is bad for business for a town like Greenwich. And it's bad for the community because the divisiveness gets ratcheted up to the point where it tears the community apart. And that's not what people want here. People want their government to work for them. They don't want a Democratic agenda running the town and the RTM or a Republican agenda. They want these people to work collaboratively. And although the, the RTM is supposed to be nonpartisan, I think it's a little naive to say it's completely nonpartisan now. There is a, there is a, a general feeling among most RTM members that when we get big decisions, the, the members take it very seriously. They deliberate. I've had my vote change as I listen to people speak at meetings. I've had my vote change talking to neighbors and colleagues. So it is a collaborative group, but it inf- an infusing an infusion of 100 or so members from this group will radically alter the decision-making process in town, and that's not good for, for the town of Greenwich. So for the people who are listening now, how would they make an informed or educated vote one way or another? How do you find out about the people running for your local RTM? What's your best advice? Great, for great question. Awesome question. So uh, the League of Women Voters, which is a nonpartisan group, puts out every two years uh, an election bio that you can find on their website. And every RTM member is sent a sheet and form where they can fill out biography, why they're running, what district they're in, what issues concern them. That's the primary way of doing it. Uh, another way of doing it is to you know, talk to people in your community. Read your local papers. We always hear about how the local press is sort of uh, atrophying in America, right? Well, when it comes to local elections, there's no better resource than reading the local press. Things like the Greenwich Free Press, the Greenwich Times, they do a great job of, of, of focusing on what the issues that people should be paying attention to are and focusing on how the RTM and the elections work. Um, you can also go to town hall and request information. Uh, you can go to meetings. They're all public meetings. So there's an RTM meeting coming up at the end of October. People can go attend it. They don't have to be a member. They can sit in and listen. 
Um, and also on the ballot when you vote in November 7th, you're going to have the municipal candidates on the front side. On the back side, you're going to have the RTN candidates for your district when you vote. Um, I will think that I'd have to think that there'll be information on a lot of other candidates that are going to be running coming out over the next few weeks. And I really hope people pay attention to this issue, this election. I know they always hear this election is the most important one, but this really is important because it can change the direction in a in a negative way for how the town is run. And I made a comment a couple of years ago when I left the RTC. I said the RTC is now at a fork in the road. They can either take a right and they can sort of uh, go along the road where they understand that being a moderate centrist Republican is what Greenwich is all about and they can broaden their tent or they can veer off in another direction and they can drive right off a cliff. And sad to say, this group has accelerated in the wrong direction and they're speeding at high speeds right off a cliff. Dan, quickly, thank you so much. Thanks for being willing to speak up. It tells me how passionately you care about the party that you've been affiliated with and that you have uh, led in the past. And I really appreciate you keeping us informed here on the Lisa Wexler Show. Thank you for keeping people informed by having people like me on, Lisa. You do a great service. Thank you so much. Dan Quigley on the Lisa Wexler Show, Talking Greenwich. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.